0: He struts like John Wayne, resembles Jim Carrey, and dresses like he's visually impaired. Because he is. Insight. Insight. With Mark Farrell on the Progressive Radio Network. Network.
1: Ah, yes, this very instant, the world's biggest St. Patrick's Day parade is commencing. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day, my friends. The show is Insights on the Progressive Radio Network, and it is Thursday, and it is not a gorgeous day here today, weather-wise. But there are endless beaming smiles. Yes, everyone is Irish today, and there hasn't been a New York St. Patrick's Day parade in two years. Just like most of the world that honors St. Patrick's Day have not had parades. But we are back and we are a little wet today. But that is not dampening the spirits of the thousands, tens of thousands of people who are attending today's parade on Fifth Avenue. Wow, just an amazing day. It's very electric. I mean, coming into the city today, it was just palpable to see all the people wearing all their garb, their green smiles, their hats. All the leprechauns running around New York City. And this is when they're semi-sober. So imagine what it's going to be like <laughs> in 5, 8, 10 hours. And what it's going to be like tonight roaming around the city. Oh, all good stuff. Hey, part two, Kaylee Brendel. She's coming up today. And I'm sure she's got her smile on, her Irish on for sure. Because she's just got a great spirit in general. Last week you met Kaylee. And it was a great interview Great conversations about her singing career as a songwriter, her first year in Villanova, her struggles of being visually impaired, and how life is working out for her. And today, you're treated to a song by Kaylee, and it's going to be phenomenal. Trust me, Kaylee's coming up in a few minutes. So yes, St. Patrick's Day, actually happening right now, 11 o'clock, wherever you are. but It's 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we are very, very psyched. Um, so, uh, of course, you know, controversy is everywhere all the time, right? Uh, in uh, Staten Island, which is a, one of the boroughs of New York, there are many officials, elected officials, who have chosen to boycott the parade because organizers have declined to allow LGBT groups to march in a parade. Here we are in 2022, And people are just so ignorant. And I addressed last week the absurd bill that's going around that doesn't allow schools to say gay. I mean, here we are in 2022. Are you kidding me? So I'm really glad officials in Staten Island are, you know, with a heavy heart, have decided not to partake in this year's St. Patrick's Day parade. Yes, their parade has also been sidelined for two years as well. But, you know, the issue... To not allow LGBTQ organizations is just preposterous. Come on now. In this day and age. Wow. Anyway, so um, the world's largest parade on the way. I will be out there shortly. If you're listening, hopefully uh, you're you're there now or will be heading there. And uh, I didn't realize this in Savannah, Georgia. That is the country's second biggest parade. So I think it's probably the world's second biggest. And it's pretty funny. And this may be true in New York as well, but random kissing is not permitted in Savannah, Georgia today. Oh, well, well, forget it, because I was going to jump in the car and go kiss as many women in Savannah, Georgia as possible. but that's banned today. But, you know, I've been known to break a rule or two. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty cool that it's like open policy. I guess it is in New York as well, but maybe New Yorkers are a little bit more regarded, but that's pretty funny, huh? Unsolicited kissing, not allowed. Shamrock, Texas, I'm sure is going to be having a big old party today. And I'm sure wherever you are, you know, there's going to be people who are certainly not in the mood. And uh, But you know what? You don't have to be Irish. It's just a good excuse to embrace life. No, you don't have to go out and tie one on. Of course, it's not about that. It's just about being happy, uh, being appreciative of life. Of course, it's got much more historical content meaning, but you don't have to delve into that and or celebrate St. Patrick's Day for that reason. I mean, with all the things we've experienced in life, why not have any just a light reason to say, yeah, today's going to be a great day, whatever that reason is. And today happens to be March 17th, so we'll call St. Patrick's Day a good reason to be in a great mood, right? <laughs> Hence why we have to play this great music underneath us, right? Isn't it nice? Uh, you know what? I feel like we'll have to play Amazing Grace later after Kaylee because Amazing Grace is, you know, I'm not even that religious, but it's such a beautiful song. It reverberates you to the core. Isn't it just amazing? Amazing. My father didn't have many requests, and he wasn't a religious man, but he said, Mark, when I die, I want bagpipes to play Amazing Grace. And certainly I did arrange for this amazing bagpiper to play that incredibly moving and poignant song. Wow. Can't have dry eyes when you hear that song, even in a happy setting, because it just elicits like these feelings of wow that just rattle you to the core. (laughs) Yeah, so um, we'll get to some great music, live music from Kaylee. We'll get to some amazing grace. But, of course, we have to address the biggest issue right now, of course, going in Ukraine. It's great to see Zelensky addressing Congress yesterday. He did such a great job. Again, so poised and so articulate with his purpose. And, um, of course, many, many people on both sides of the aisle are very empathetic. And I think more people are wanting to do more politicians wise. But it's such a very, very tricky road to be walking down because whatever we do is going to be interpreted. It's understandable because the reality is Biden has his first and foremost job is the protection and welfare of the United States citizens. That's us. Of course, we have international audiences listening. But uh, you would understand and appreciate because that's a priority of your leader in your country, wherever you reside. But I think that's going to change in the next week or two because it's getting just so catastrophic on so many levels. So many lives are being lost. Innocent civilians, children. It's heartbreaking. So Zelensky did a great job. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, an hour or two after that, Biden signed, uh, I forget how many more, uh, millions to Ukraine And Biden's also sending over, I think it's called switchblade drones, where these like little rockets get shot into the sky, but then they turn into drones, but then are pretty lethal. So I guess they can do one heck of a job on tanks and vehicles and certainly human life, which is very, very unthinkable to even imagine, you know, even Russians. I mean, you know, people are people. It's the leaders usually at the top. That have the issues. Of course, that's what we're talking about, but it's so hard to even think about in this century, in this day and age, the loss of life due to war. W A R. What an awful, ugly, atrocious word. One syllable, mighty powerful, and just downright ugly in every sense. So Zelensky did a great job. Uh, He continues to impress. Um, and, and that's something that we hopefully don't need to see much more of because hopefully this thing can get quelled very, very quickly. We are in week four. I don't see anything changing except possibly, possibly, but this would mean defeat or admitting defeat on Putin's behalf that he's not doing well. Russia is not getting as far as they thought they would probably four weeks ago. Think of all the acts he's committed The last four or five times, he's won, obviously, on much smaller scales. So this is a bigger, bigger endeavor for him. This is a huge war on a huge country. And they are doing, Ukraine is doing a phenomenal job. Yes, there's lots of loss of life. It's very sad. Most of the world is crestfallen and just can't fathom, wrap their arms around this disgraceful act. One of Zelensky's cabinet members, I'm not exactly sure of the uh, title there. He was so well-spoken yesterday. I saw him on Rachel Maddow's show last night asking him about what he thought about Biden's address, Zelensky's plea for additional aid. And he's like, first off, I can't thank uh, President Biden enough for his generosity, his caring for the Ukrainian people. Thank you. And this is where I was really like in awe. he thanked the American people, the American taxpayers for contributing to the wellness and safety of the Ukraine people. I mean, how well spoken and poised and considerate is this gentleman? Yes, I'm sure it's a page out of the Zelensky Operation Field Manual, which doesn't exist. But, you know, this is how everyone should be acting in life wartime or not, with decorum, with respect, with morality. It's just great and refreshing to see. Horrific circumstances, really horrific. But just to see someone get up there and be thankful instead of saying, well, why aren't they sending more? Why aren't they doing more and pleading? And that would be totally understandable. People are losing lives as he's speaking. And here we are, you know watching this polished individual who's wearing a T-shirt, just like Zelensky, who's pretty much wearing a T-shirt or polo or something very casual with Kevlar, typically. Wow, just very impressive people. So I'm glad to see we're doing more. Um, I don't know how we're going to be able to help uh, without getting into a full-fledged war because ultimately we're worried about Putin pressing the button. We don't want to get into a nuke situation. It's just, you know, it's just sad, man. It's just really sad to watch the footage of these people, the refugees, the millions of people displaced and the millions of people who are displaced within Ukraine, who are just moving around, being shuffled or being stuck, but not in their homes. Oh, my God. I just I just wish there could be a, an answer, a solution where this could be stopped instantly. But I I just don't think that's the case. On a Zelensky note, but on a much lighter Zelensky note, um, Netflix is going to be showing... He has a show that was very, very popular, and they're bringing it back called Servant of the People. So aptly titled, right? Servant of the People on Netflix. Apparently, it was a big hit. So they're bringing that back, understandably. Um, So I imagine not many people in Ukraine are going to be watching this, certainly. But if you want to see Zelensky in a different light. Obviously he's an actor and comedian first and foremost, but that may have all changed my friends, because obviously governing is something he is very, very gifted at. Um, But I I wonder if um, more people wouldn't be good at governing, because if you think about it, if you're a good human being to the core and maybe, yes, maybe not everyone's a good orator, but the reality is if you have good ideas And think out of the box. And maybe you don't even have to think out of the box. But just be being a humanitarian, being kind and considerate and knowing what the goods and needs are for people in this world or in your country or in your town or in your city or in your school, wherever you want to be a leader. Think about that because this is a great example to see how someone with relatively no experience whatsoever in politics has far beyond surpassed the expectations of the people. The people of Ukraine, the people of the world. Wow. (laughs) And again, on a much, much lighter note, Zelensky, I believe, won Dancing with the Stars, whatever the uh, equal would be in Ukraine. So, I mean, the (laughs) the guy is like a Renaissance man times like a million. Unbelievable, right? Oh, speaking of Netflix... This is a real bummer. Not in, well, you can't say it's a bummer compared to the atrocities that we're talking about. But, you know, putting things in light perspective. Netflix is on to everybody. Yeah, the jig is up. They're saying if you have multiple passwords, yeah, they're going to start crimping down big time because that's a running joke like if somebody has an account it's shared by 10 people, your family members, your colleagues, etc. So apparently they're doing a test pilot in I think either South America or Africa where they're going to be really crimping down. So if you do have a password, people are like, you know what, are you kidding me? The amount of money that they're making. So if you crimp down on us, then bye-bye, so long, hasta la vista, Netflix. And I, I totally get it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Because, hey, I mean, how much money every month can we show out on the digital platform, Realm, to survive? Cable bills. You know, all the other bills that we have, cell phone bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, they are providing a service, but maybe there can be some leniency. I think they're saying that there can be two users per account, which, I, you know, I guess is fair. Because I remember going to a software show, a technology show. This has to be at least five, six years ago, where the capability was available then to monitor multiple logins from different locations. So from different um, – uh, what would that be called? ISPs? Oh, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I think that sounds right. ISPs. Yeah, so they can tell whether, you know, someone's in New York City or someone else, is, uh, someone else with that same logins logging in from Chicago and later that day from Texas. So they're like, oh, okay, well, you can't be in three different locations and simultaneously in the same day. So obviously the software is available um, so hopefully they don't crimp down too much and, and take it easy on the people who are Netflix subscribers, or maybe if you know what, maybe give people an option. If you want to have multiple accounts, the price would be more, uh, up at $5 a month, but no more than $5, maybe make it $3, maybe make it a buck. All right. We got to get to part two of Kaylee Brendel Cause I know you're excited. Part one, if you did not catch it, go on the insight page on PR. PRN.live, prn. live, and check out part one because it's really riveting about uh, Kaylee because it'd be nice to see more young people have the drive, initiative, and heart that Kaylee Brendel has. So here we go, part two of Kaylee Brendel on Insight on PRN. Going back to what you just mentioned about not being able to see an audience, I was wondering about this myself uh, in the last couple of years, that uh, audiences don't really phase me, uh, whether it's 50 or 5,000. I get up there and I do my thing. And I don't know whether I can chalk it up to doing it for, you know, being in a radio for 20, 30 years mm-hmm. and also public speaking. Or or in a combination of I can't see if someone's, well, if they're really close. I can't see if people are paying attention. I can hear, obviously, our other four senses are acute. Um, so we can really pay attention and keep tabs on an audience that way. But I was wondering uh, for you, is it sometimes serve you not to be able to see an audience?
2: No, I think it definitely does me a lot of good uh, because I can't, like you said, I can't tell if they're Mm -hmm. listening. I can't tell if they're liking what they hear, if they are listening. It just kind of takes that variable away, and that can be very comforting. And I've talked to a lot of people that can, you know, see the audience and have functional vision, and they always... Some of them are like, I wish I was in your shoes, where like I didn't have that variable. I wish I could just like close my eyes and not see the audience, and because it provides them a lot more nerves, because they can you know tell what people are thinking, uh, so to speak, of what Mm. they do. And and sometimes,
1: no, go ahead. Sometimes I see artists of varying different disciplines, Mm -hmm. even painters, sometimes close their eyes because it's not about losing the audience, or I should say, it is about losing the audience. It's more about being whole with what you're doing at that moment. Right. And I think that's, there's nothing more beautiful than that.
2: Amen. Absolutely. Amen.
1: All right. I got an amen out of it, <laughs> So karma has played an interesting role in your life. I think, and I'm a full believer of this, that what you put out in this world is what you receive, for the most part.
2: Definitely. And,
1: um, you know, obviously the tough times that we've had, um, you were talking about music and seniors. I uh, equipped my SUV with music and started playing music around senior facilities because I know the power of that. People are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because why wouldn't I? Because people need to feel whole. People need to feel optimistic like there's a tomorrow. And how do you do that? You can't turn on CNN and, and watch the dire consequences of the fatalities rising. Yeah. So that's your gift, and I think you've put that out in the world, and it's coming you know, full-fold because now you have an EP to share with the world, six phenomenal tracks. Congratulations. Thank you
2: so much. Uh, thank you. It really means the world to me that you listen to it and that I'm here.
1: Well, <laughs> when you entered the studio, what was playing?
2: Uh, one of my songs. Yes. I was like, wait a minute, I know that. <laughs> like, we were having a conversation. I was like, I
1: exactly. know that song. Exactly. So 66-0 songs you've written yes. uh, in your you know career, uh, your young uh, 19 years on this planet, almost 19 years. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hard to determine and whittle down six tracks or did you have, there's a theme we're going to get to that I see, or was it a no-brainer for you?
2: There's a few that I just knew I wanted on there and I was going to fight for. Uh, like the final track is called Badge of Honor, and that track is kind of written for and written to uh, my grandmother who passed away, and I knew that I was going to fight for that one to be on there just because of how impactful it was to me. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Um You know, and some of them were just more recent, I would say. Like, Love Like That and Blindsided were written um, a little after my birthday in April. So, you know, the album production process started in May. And so that was... They were fresh, and I knew that I wanted them to be a part of the story. Then there were some older ones that just always kind of stuck out. Hmm. I actually... I trusted my producer's opinion and my vocal coach's opinion more than mine on which songs to pick. Collective experience, yeah. Because I attach a lot of story significance to each song and so I wanted someone to judge the song, Mm. not the story. And so that's you know how two completely
1: different things on their own, but obviously they need to be fluid together.
2: Exactly. Paint that picture. Right.
1: So when I hear X for a reason, (laughs) <laughs> I hear a pretty song. I hear someone who's experienced love, uh, mm-hmm. someone who's experienced loss, and someone who's grown.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I wrote that one. I started writing that one in the shower, uh, where a lot of my songs have started. Um, Olivia Rodrigo said she did that too, so it works. Um, <laughs> but Showers
1: are magical places.
2: <laughs> they just are. They I don't are. know how. But. You know, that one was kind of a culmination a lot of, of a lot of different experiences that I've had. And, you know, I kind of wove in some, you know, storytelling elements there and I just kinda of, the hook came first and I just knew like I was like, ooh. I kinda like
1: mm-hmm. that. And you built it and out. I from just kinda of built it out and That's then, great. Um yeah, let's I actually, take go ahead, please.
2: My actually got to credit from my mom a little bit here because uh, I think she came up with the "thanks for the experience" line, and then I just kind of kept building on that. It was like, why don't we just keep with the prefix X? Yeah. And we were in the car together, and I was like, what words? What words? Existence, and then she was like, expired, and so we kind of built that, and then I just kept going and like I I fleshed it out, and then the verses kind of wrote themselves, and. The bridge came before the bridge. Ver- it was like this weird order. But then all of a sudden it was February 21, and there I was singing at My vocal coach was like, oh, my God, you need to copyright that. And I did.
1: And the rest is all history, as I say. Here it is, <laughs> X for Reason on Insight, Progressive Radio Network. So that, that is phenomenal. I love it. I love the lyrics. It comes from the heart. I love how it kind of changes gears. And I hear um, the writing and also the persona and a little bit of, of the sonics of Katy Perry.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Can it, you
1: hear that? Can you feel that?
2: Yeah. You know what's funny is because I don't know like anything about music production. And so I was working with this amazing person out in L.A. Shout out to Carlos. We love you. And... He was like, okay, why don't you make me reference tracks? So what I did was I would find him existing songs, and I would say, like, hear this instrument. Can you take this and, like, go similar? Mm, but Stack go it similar here, rap- move it there. Yeah. yeah, and so I showed him, what was it, I think, uh, Part of Me by Katy Perry, yeah. and he was like, okay. And then I heard the beginning of what he did with X. So I was like, whoa, that <laughs> works, that works.
1: So uh, we're going to talk about another song or two, but it seems like love is something that your soul is experiencing, and your heart certainly, um, and you're able to be healthy with it, whether it's for the good, for the bad, for the indifferent, or that sometimes the love, we don't really know how it really worked out, but we need to make sense of it for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, in Blindsided, Um, it's a ballad, um, it's beautiful, (laughs) but it also, it's a ballad, but also picks up and gets momentum almost has a little crescendo yeah beautifully done and Thank it's about so heartbreak much. and it's about um the life of kaylee randall yeah so,
2: you know i think this is probably one of the most authentic songs i ever wrote hmm. i wrote it in the middle of the mess that inspired it like i was going through it and i was going to the piano yeah. and talking a better about time
1: it. huh Your therapist.
2: Yeah, it really was. I was a mess when I wrote this. And the first time I sang it through, I almost cried because it was so raw. And that was happening in the moment. I was thinking those things in the moment and saying those things in the moment. And, you know, my vocal coach was like, there's definitely something here. But like, for your own sake, you might want to just come back to this in a few weeks and just kind of heal first. Hmm. And so I did
1: sage advice.
2: Yeah. And then I, I came back to it. I kind of Changed a few things, and my producer was like, "Why don't we add a band to the end?" And I was like, "Okay." And I always wanted to have strings, and I was very fortunate. I I got to have Smokey Robinson's uh, musical director play the strings on "Blindsided."
0: the
1: strings so, are beautiful the way it starts out you had me in the first few seconds <laughs> Yeah, thank you I wasn't expecting it and immediately before it even got 10 seconds into it I'm like wow this is really gaining traction
2: thank you and then doing my own background vocals too that was mm, that was really yep. fun the chorus
1: the way it's stacked I love it
2: thank you because I've just been doing you know creating arrangements for Serenity for years and so it's just like okay
1: let me work on myself for a while
2: let's see what I can do
1: and let's hear it here's Blindsided on PRN
0: Trying to process all this and calm down It's like this way My heart has to carry around It came out of nowhere on the best day Baby why'd you have to go there? No, I'm not okay All those times you told me you loved me. Were you thinking of her? Do you have any idea how much that hurts? Cause never in a million years did I think that I would cry these tears Cause you were the one to hurt me I thought that you never would The hardest part of all this is that baby You were perfect, you did everything right Up until last night After hearing all this, it hurts so bad I don't have it in me to be angry I'm just unsaid Cause the one time, the one time I let down think that I'd be standing here. I look into those starlit eyes, and I remember all the
1: Phenomenal. I love that you had heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a better place. In retrospect, yeah. I love it too. <laughs> yeah, um, Glow. It's about being with the right person. And maybe we could even consider that to be ourselves, right?
2: Yeah. I. It was so amazing because I wrote it around Christmas time. And again, I got to thank my mom here because I was reading a text from the person that inspired it. And my mom just came over and she's like, Kaylee, you're just glowing. Like, oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah i was like i gotta i gotta think on that and that night at like one in the morning (laughs) i wrote glow and i was just so over the moon and i actually got to sing it to the person that inspired it wow which was really moving and Mm. also really nerve-wracking but it was about
1: how the reception would be
2: no, just I wanted to get it right. I'm a perfectionist, oh, okay. and I who cares
1: what they think. I just <laughs> want to make it right. I,
2: I cared a lot about. Obviously, I cared a lot about this person, and I I wanted I wanted to make it perfect for them. Yeah. And you know, well,
1: could it also be a nod to your mom, Heather, and to your dad for all they've done? Absolutely, and all they have allowed you to glow.
2: Yeah, they they definitely have and, opportunity. You know, I I was talking to my mom about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Is that you know, we call each other every day when I'm at Villanova. And, you know, when I call her, I hear my dog in the background. I hear my dad. I hear my brother. The, at the comfort TV sounds. On. Exactly. And, like, if I have a seven-page paper due tomorrow and I'm trying to figure out how this inaccessible website's going to work, that all just kind of goes away Excellent. when I talk to my yeah. family. And so I could definitely, you know, say that they've they've made me glow, too. And, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't always have to be about romantic love, and that's why Badge of Honor is there. It can be about familial love, and familial love is powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, Encanto should show us (laughs) that.
1: Absolutely. And so um, I believe you want to share something with the Insight audience about the uh, song that you're going to choose to make a video for.
2: Yeah, so I posted on Instagram in, I think, November saying that Because of how well karma was received, I am going to make a music video in the summer of 2022 for one of the songs, and I'm going to let the audience pick which song the video is based on. I said, throughout the month of November, I'm going to be watching the numbers, and whichever song is streamed and viewed the most, that song is going to be made into a video.
0: And
1: there's some heavy numbers going on there. Yeah. Good battle.
2: It was within like 10 10 streams uh, for one of them, and so... Our winner was X for a Reason. Yeah. So that song is going to be made a video uh, later this year. Outstanding. I'm really, really excited. That's going to be a fun one.
1: Uh, will your ex be in it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> a,
1: a likeness of your ex?
2: Uh, no. I think just a, a good friend of mine. Okay, good. Probably. Yeah, so it, it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited.
1: How are you with making music videos? Do you think it's a vital part of music, or do you think it's something that has to be done for the model of the world that you're in?
2: That's a really good question, I've never thought about that. um, I would say, I mean personally, for me, like I've never been able to get anything out of a
1: music video i they never and, really appealed to me,
2: yeah, I just couldn't I just could never see them, and you can't audio describe a music video without losing the musical mm. element to it, and so I think that was just something for it's, me, it's I'm branding. doing it because well, yes, promotional, but it makes it more real for me like to see official video interesting, yeah is gonna make it so real and i think it is part of the process and yes i might not be able to get as much out of it but you know i've already thought ahead what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna have like a separate stream where i describe it to any blind viewer that that's wants. that's great so i i would definitely make a component you know and I'm what do i have a good friend
1: else. of mine who does audio description for all major films wow so i bet you she would do it for you for free Oh, my if God. I ask her. Yeah, I She's would definitely. She's got a phenomenal voice. I mean, it would be nothing better than having your voice, but if you wanted to, because it could get some real press out of it, possibly.
2: Yeah, I would love to have like a different video, like audio described, you yeah. know what I mean? And
1: this is her thing. She's in Hollywood.
2: Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. That, so
1: I have to say, though, um, and I believe you agree, I think nothing ever, no disrespect for the Nigel Dixon world who make phenomenal <laughs> videos, but nothing rare, well, I should say, rarely does the video in my head get trumped by a real video. Because isn't that the beauty of music interpretation?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's all about the story and how you take it. Like, a lot of people listen to X and thought completely different things. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, all right. So uh, be on the lookout for um, Kaylee's video. It's going to be shot this summer and, I guess, produced and released on all your social platforms. Yeah. And, of course, your work with the National Federation for the Blind will continue. Uh, you're president of New Jersey Association of Blind Students. Uh, when do you sleep, girl?
2: <laughs> That's a very good question. Sometimes for about four hours a night, but it's okay. Yikes. It's okay. I haven't turned to coffee yet. Good thing yet, you don't so. have a
1: dog because he would be like, whoa, I this know. is a dog-eat-dog world.
2: I know. I would feel so bad if I had a guide dog. But I, you know, I have thought about getting one in the future. Um, but yeah, it, it's a crazy, crazy um, life in the sense that I'm wearing a lot of hats yeah. and trying to juggle a lot of different responsibilities. But I would not give any of it up. And you know, people ask me, would you you know, kind of relinquish serenity when you go into college and would you kind of stop it. The choir, international choir. Yeah. And I said, absolutely not. Like, I am never, ever, ever giving my choir up because it's done so much good. And that was why it was created. And so why would I stop something that was doing good?
1: Yes. And also your choir is going to be on so many different levels. I definitely see you (laughs) as a prosecutor, as a defender, (laughs) as a private attorney. But you have, I mean, The skill to be able to argue a point in your debate club, the work you've done and the work you're doing right now is priceless because no matter who you are and what you do in life, to be able to articulate a thought, have a perspective, execute that. Uh, My son did an oratorical thing the other day. He didn't win it. I'm like, that's okay. You're 12 years old in front of a panel of judges with 12 other competitors that's everything.
2: Love that. And
1: for your trajectory in life, law school obviously is inevitable for you. And with that, I could see you in disability law. Um, the sky is the limit. And then at uh, 8 o'clock at night, you're going to have to leave your firm to go to Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be so <laughs> cool. Or to so the cool. Met,
1: or to uh, a small little Joe's pub in New York City and uh, belt out those tunes. But regardless of uh, where you end up, you're going to be magically talented because you are now – and your passion uh, for the work you do, for society, for persons with disabilities, visual impairment, blindness, uh, whatever vernacular you prefer, because to me they're just words. Um, Yeah, I I agree with that. But the reality is you have an incredible future, and uh, thank you for sharing it with so many people, and thank you to the great state of New Jersey for believing in you, CBVI, New Jersey Commission for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and I'm sure your parents, uh, you want to thank them because – Uh, they're fostered an amazing, resilient child who's becoming into a fine adult because a lot of parents with, as you know, friends uh, who have disabilities, uh, multiple disabilities or a single disability, uh, can be very nurtured and sheltered. And I think that does them a major disservice in life. And you are the complete opposite. You're almost catapulted, obviously with tethers on, catapulted to let you flourish and grow. And that's a magical thing.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I definitely, like you said, I would love to, you know, thank my parents and thank CBBI and all the people who supported me. And, you know, shout out to uh, the late Gloria Radzelowitz, who was my first uh, TBI, and she was affiliated with the commission. And she actually got me into an international braille competition and fostered my love of literacy and braille. And, you know, that's what I ultimately bring up to the courtroom when I'm having my opening arguments and cross-examinations, they're in Braille, and that's that's thanks to Gloria.
1: And one and so, more thought about the accessibility world. Uh, Braille. Is there enough opportunity? Certainly not enough books. The cost is just unfathomable. Uh, as a person with a visual impairment, uh, do you think our government is doing enough to make this more omnipresent?
2: I think Braille needs to be more of a priority, because... If you rely completely on listening, um, that can hinder your spelling ability. uh, That can hinder, you know, when you are in a pinch and the technology is not there. What are you gonna do? And that's like that seven-page paper
1: you're working on that you're hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, that the website that you need for research purposes is is accessible.
2: Yeah, and sometimes it's just not. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you need to like turn to that braille textbook and just have it there and refreshable braille displays are great and i'm so happy that they're there i my braille no touch is my crutch i absolutely adore it but hard copy braille is really important and i don't want that to be phased out because
1: when a book can cost thirty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars and has a short shelf life i know yeah because of the compression aspect did i use the right word on that
2: um i think so uh, but yeah, it's it's well, it's sad what happens. But the,
1: the future Kaylee Brendel Esquire <laughs> will mandate all that.
2: You better believe
1: it. And the uh, apple didn't fall far from the tree as well, because your brother Cody is very talented as well, regardless of his visual impairment, because he is totally blind. Yeah, and he's he is. gonna be twenty two.
2: Uh, Going to be 23. 23. Uh, happy early birthday, buddy.
1: <laughs> so do you have a lot of stories to share in terms of what works and doesn't work and good days, bad days, you exchange those with each other because you can really prop each other up.
2: I think we both definitely got the socialization piece and we got to go to school together for two years and we would always sit next to each other on the bus and we would always kind of hang out at any point we could just because we got it and that was the the amazing thing about having a blind sibling is you don't have to explain what it's like when you come home from a really tiring mobility lesson and you don't know quite what you're doing yet. Or when you don't get a piece of technology and it's just not working, Like you don't have to explain it. It's unspoken. They just, they just get it. Yeah. And, you know, I think. You know, we had an amazing time growing up because of that bond, and we got to go to oh, yeah. we got to go to go this uh, camp together, and he was in a camp different... Camp Marcella? No, actually, it was uh, Camp Little Rock, uh, affiliated with Rocco Fiorentino and his family, who are oh, just people. Oh, yeah, the yeah, kindest yeah, sure. People. Great people. Yeah, and so we got to go there together. We got to go to uh, the work skills program and college prep experience housed at TCNJ. So he was in a different program than me, but anytime we saw each other in the cafeteria, we'd be like, hi, and we would try to, like, sit together and you know we're unfortunately because of the amount of work I've had to do over the past couple of years we have not been able to like hang out and be as close as we were but I think over the summer we're definitely going to find our way back yeah to but that. you're always there for each exactly. other. exactly if counts. he needs me like I'm there and, and you same both other way around have Look. this
1: rare condition I think that really strengthens that bond even more Yeah. My brother and I, who was 16 years older than I, also had congenital retinoschisis, my disorder, which is basically the splitting and um, tearing of the retina. Okay. But you know what's really sad? What? If I could speak to the young Mark Farrell again, I never shared all the times I wasn't able to do something and quit something in life with my brother. Who on this earth would have known and understood better? But I was, I felt incomplete and I felt like a failure so I didn't share I always made up an excuse oh I didn't like it oh I want to make money so I can buy this a new bicycle part oh I blah 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 he's like why are you quitting all these things and who better to understand than my big brother and I'm so glad that you guys are tight and can share those experiences okay (laughs) can you sing us one song acapella I don't want to put you too much on the spot here
2: yeah, I can yeah. sing uh, half of At Last by Atta James. All right,
1: how about that? That works out well.
2: Yeah, I sang it at the Applewood Assisted Living Community a few years back, uh, and so that was super fun. And then I got to sing it at Al- Algonquin, uh, so it was it was a great time.
1: All right, so, live yeah. on a progressive radio network, this is Insight, and this is the magically gifted and supremely <laughs> talented, enough adjectives in there, <laughs> Kaylee Brendel <laughs> with At last.
0: only days are over and love is like a song oh yeah yeah at last the sky's above a blue my heart was wrapped up The night I looked at you
1: Absolutely phenomenal. Bravo. Bravo.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I haven't seen that in years.
1: Kaylee, I am so happy there are paths crossed on many levels. I wish you nothing but success because that's the only thing that's coming your way.
2: Thank you so much.
1: After I meet someone like Kaylee, it reaffirms that I am fortunate to do what I do. I'm a people person, but what I love most about my job is being able to introduce people like Kaylee Brendel to the world. Yes, maybe you'll read or see Kaylee Brendel in a courtroom in the coming years. Maybe not. But regardless, her voice, her talent, her skill set will be put to good use. And I think that's a lesson for us all. Regardless of what we do in life, if you're passionate about what you want to do in life or what you're doing, then there's no stopping you. And it doesn't have to be on a monumental, national level. It could be in your town, in your office, in your family, by being a leader, by speaking up and not taking status quo for the rest of your life. Because being quiet about something that, you know, disturbs you, rattles you, can be really, really debilitating. I know it bothers me. Like if something is happening at my workplace, um, in life in my town, maybe in the league that I coach in, I have to speak up. And there's certainly the right way and the wrong way to do those. But that just goes to show you that, you know, there are many, many young people and many adults who far surpass me on every level in terms of being communicative being a voice in the public, in their community. And that's a beautiful thing. So it just goes to show us that, you know, never stop being that powerful person. And maybe if you can't be that person, maybe you can embolden someone else, you know, in your circle that can be. Because, hey, we all need cheerleaders, right? So there's, there's actually uh, one or two people I know that keep saying to me, Mark, Mark, why don't you run for the board of education? You know, take a seat on the board. Or why don't you run for mayor? And my excuse, and maybe this is a cop-out, that I don't like politics. And I imagine most people in politics don't like politics. So maybe I really need to think this. Because, well, think about Zelensky. He is first and foremost a comedian and an actor. Does someone like that like politics? But I think it's different in Europe. Because people are much more straightforward. But are they really? I'm thinking about that as I utter those words. I think overall they are because they're much more of a black and white society. But then again, you know, that's a perception. Is that really real? Uh, Hmm. I'll have to ponder that. And I'll get back to you about, you know, because here I am on a platform spewing out this stuff. But and this is all genuine stuff, how I feel. But I need to really think more about my excuse not for office whether it's running for the board of ed or as a mayor candidate because you know maybe I'd, i can be that breath of fresh air why well, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be in office if i could not be a breath of fresh air but anyway that's inspiration for you let's get to a great song i mean amazing grace is just phenomenal on so many levels it's a little sad um, but, you know, let's let's play a little bit of it and then we'll get into some fun Irish music as well to take us out to the end of the show. Wherever you are, have a great day. Uh, spring is starting this Sunday. Yes. First day is spring. It's feeling pretty good here on the East Coast. 50 degrees, 60 degrees. We'll take it. Right. But then again, March is a very tricky month. Have fun, my friends, whether you're smiling or not. Know that things will get better and hopefully your perspective will. Will be the guiding force. My name is Mark Farrell. Gary Nell is next after this great music. Thank you so much to my guest, Kaylee Brendel, and to her mother, Heather, and to everyone who has supported her and everyone in your life that supports you. Let them know that you're thankful, you're appreciative, and reciprocate the favor to someone else by paying it forward. And certainly by letting those people know in your life how much you appreciate them. My name is Mark Farrell. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Keep living and laughing.
0: Insight with Mark Farrell. Check out this and all Insight shows on the Insight page at prn.fm. prn.fm. Have Mark speak at your company, your kid's school, or college. Mark speaks on critical topics that affect kids and adults everywhere, from anti-bullying, mental health, drugs, and alcohol, to overcoming adversity. Visit markfarrellmotivation.com for more info. Insight, Thursday mornings at 11 on the Progressive Radio Network. Network.